is the Schaefer Baseball Report, an inside look at America's pastime. From Little League all the way to the big leagues. Now here's your host, former Major League infielder Jeff Schaefer. All right, welcome everybody to the Schaefer Baseball Report. It's been months. Um, it's like opening day for us. So we got special guests in house today. Uh, now a Division One head coach, Ross Steedley. Of Queens University, obviously Andrew Wintool Zike, Mr. USA Baseball. We're gonna give him a new title. Yes, he did phenomenal for us this year. So I got, I gotta like, I can't let him too far. It's like any other thing we do, right? I mean, you can't, <laughs> you can't let him like feel too good about themselves. You, you gotta, gotta slap him down every Correct. now and then. Correct. You know, so he and, gives me all this praise, and he's like, "Yeah, you're yeah. still one tool." Like, he's still one well, him that? starting out with me being special guest. Yeah, I, yeah that's that's well, so over the you, top. If right you were Ray Torres, it'd be special. You're a special <laughs> guest. Yeah, it's pretty funny, man. We need a translator when Ray's in here to. uh you know, to go through everything. <laughs> oh, but, that's great. So yeah, it's been it's been a matter of months. We've uh, we've run pretty hard with USA Baseball. Yeah. Um, it's a big part of everything we do. You know, people don't realize for us, Ross, is that you know, as soon as the season, the our season ends at the end of August when we're done and carry, it starts the next week. I mean, Andrew's right back at it. We're going after it again. We're setting up camps and clinics and different things like that. USA Baseball to me is it's it's probably the purest amateur. Uh, process out there right now it's not a pay to play you earn, you have to earn your way to yeah. get there and do we always get all the greatest talent no we don't because it's very territorial i mean you've seen it across the board i mean people don't want to let their players yeah. go they don't want to let players around other people or other organizations or other facilities and things like that so uh but overall we you know we did we do pretty good when our talent levels have grown every single year i mean we've seen some dudes in the process yeah um and you know the other part of it is it's cool because you you know when you're going through the evaluation process Obviously, you look at the talent, right? Mm -hmm. But you're also looking for the baseball player. We need the guy that can fit in right away that day and produce and do things and be consistent, not just be the you know the you know the the high prospect, you know the the, the ranked rated yeah. guy that's just going to go show off his his tools, yeah. but not be the baseball player. So it's pretty cool when a team comes together like you know Andrew and I won you know we win medals you know when we're there and in, in the process and it's pretty cool. So we won our second gold that Your him and I coach together. My, well, yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. together. That. Uh, that we wanted. So it's, it's, it's a pretty cool experience because yeah. the kids get excited about that. Um, and, uh, as they should, as, as yeah. they should, you know, and then, and then the process to be seen, you know, in, in a different light than other than a college coach, you're going to a camp or a showcase, things like that. It's a, it's a lot of fun. So, you know, and it's a challenge. It's not a pay to play. I mean, it's, you gotta, you gotta earn it. So, and, and I mean, they're representing something really important. You, That's a big you, thing. You're right. And when they get there, you know, even though it's the NTIS and it's another step towards the national team, they're still wearing USA on their yeah. chest. And they're still in that complex and they're still feeling the vibe of everything, you know. Yeah. And they uh and I think, you know, Ann Claire and that crew down there, they've done a better job each year. You know, they're, they're video more guys and they're they're interviewing yeah. kids. And Did Jay tell you to wear the USA shirt today for the uh, No, he has no other clothes. His underwear, <laughs> his underwear are USA. Yeah. His thong yeah, is it's, USA, it's, it's Ross. It's an old shirt. It's an old I, thong uh, he's got there. It just says you on it, though. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it, sometimes it says us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, man. Yeah. Great Thing stuff. Content right yeah, there. Exactly. Content. It's, exactly. Yeah. And this goes on. So, we, you know, it's, uh, it's funny. We've got, we've got to hang out more in the past year, I think, you know, and doing certain yeah. things. And Andrew's taken over a lot of the U.S., almost all of the U.S. I remember process. you telling me that, yeah. And it's, and it's a big piece. Like I said, it's a big piece of what we do. But, you know, when we get to, when we get to you know, get on the field together and he it, it's funny because he's a player right you know and and again you were a player to a coach or somebody and then they took you under the wing whatever and you know but it's fun to watch him evaluate you know and see okay you know because you get around guys like what the hell are you looking at dude you know like for real <laughs> but you know i mean he's, he's pretty much he's yeah. dead on and uh, we have our fun with guys like i don't think so yeah i think so and yeah. it's uh but it's been it's it's been a good journey and um He's the succession. So his his next role is to make me a lot of money and I stay home and <laughs> play golf. That's it. Shank, shank balls, not play. Yeah, play. No, dude, uh, you're a good golfer, man. I, I, saw, I, I almost put a tweet out today that said, you know, I have a big announcement, you know, after hundreds of hours on the range and playing whatever that uh, I still suck. <laughs> But, but you have to – the first part of that tweet, you still have to say you're blessed to announce. Oh, I am blessed yeah. to announce, to announce that, that you still that suck. Right. I, yes. I, I, I have the uh, the ability to go out every day and suck every yeah. day, and I thank God for that. <laughs> I do. 
Um, yeah, it's brutal, man. I'm out there every morning. It's just some days I feel like, okay, I got this thing. And then yeah. all of a sudden, it's, it, it blows that's me away that I hit it. the beauty of that game. That's we, the beauty of it. That's what brings you back. We hit balls our whole life that move, dodge, uh -huh. dirt, road, like, you know, 100 miles an hour down the freaking pus. Yeah. And, you know, and then you put this thing on a tee. Very you know, like, like that guy next to me is in trouble. Like he could he could take something in the back of the head. Like <laughs> total shank. And you know what sucks about where I, I, I'm at Tiga K, right? So it's woodlined. Uh huh. Um, so it's not like you go to a range and you hit it off the net and nobody hears it. Hell no, no. man. It's like, <laughs> whack, 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 whack. It's, yeah. it's beating all over the place. All right, let's let's dump yes. into this. So this is um, great. This is great. Well, first of all, congratulations. We, I know we we've you know been around each other since this has happened, but yeah. The process, I mean, you, you've gone from a D2, now you're in the A-Sun, you're a Division One head coach. Yeah. Um, Got a lot of people fooled. Nah, I don't know about that, man. <laughs> you know what? I, I think we would joke about that if we did. I don't I, – that, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I've always been impressed. You know, I mean, we've gone through the process, you know, you getting here um, and – you know, I've seen you before you got here, and this isn't stroking. I mean, it's, you know, I, I got to have some input into the scenario. And, you know, it's it, you, I tell everybody, uh, your practices are phenomenal. We tried to mimic one of them yesterday, and we were like, you know, we were okay, but we we're kind of chaotic. <laughs> you know, it's like we had <laughs> we 20, those days 20 guys <laughs> running the second on a bunt. Now I all 20 go back, you know. So, <laughs> you know, we're doing, we're doing base running and bunting yeah. and, and uh, moving runners over yeah. and stuff like that. But you know the to to watch what you do out there has is, is, is been impressive, and I and I firmly believe you're a Division One coach, and you deserve that. You deserve this opportunity. Um, so it's exciting. It's it's yeah. kind of it's nerve wracking because it's another challenge along the way. You got a lot of different things going on. So when that first came to you after just becoming from an assistant to a head coach in a Division Two program that was growing, mm -hmm. like I mean it's it's a startup program. There was a lot of you know there's a lot of challenges still. Yeah. Um, and now you're a division one head coach. So when they said we're going to go D one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, West, it's funny. A lot of people, I mean, coaching buddies and family friend, they've asked if I knew, mm -hmm. you know, like, Hey, and no, the reality yeah. is not when we were going through the, the hiring search for me to possibly be the head coach here. What? Three years ago in 2020, there was no talk. None. Um, and then I've told people that I like, know I didn't know. And then, yeah, fast forward to here we are and, it's exciting. It is. It's very exciting. You're getting a chance to play at the the highest level. You're getting a chance to play against some of the the best teams in the country in our region, um, and you're getting a chance to play in one of the top ten conferences in the country in the Atlantic Sun. So from a competitive aspect, like yeah, bring it on. Yeah. Um. From a from just a yeah full honest transparent reality is yeah. There's there's a lot of work to be done, but just like it was as a Division two program going from club to Division two. Um, to everything you're trying to do, um, you got a lot of hard work to do and you, you want to try to do it right. And you got to have the right people and you got to have the right system. And you're always evaluating that. But um, we feel like we got a good opportunity. And I've told people that actually Coach Sanchez, our new pitching coach, was asking me in the outfield the other day, even just what attracted me to the job when we were, you know, Division Two. I was like, well, when you look, I mean, the city of Charlotte's great. The the conference is great. The competition um, and the opportunity to build a program, the opportunity to have this facility and to be in this location, the education at Queens and the opportunities was something that was very attractive. And I'm from Charlotte. So the opportunity to be a head coach was really, really special um, to come home. I mean, my dad was at a practice yesterday. So that's always really cool yeah, so to just to really have a chance to do something at a place that you care a lot about. Um, in an area that you care a lot about and, and you want to make a lot of people proud. Well, you're doing that, you know, it's, it's you know, your dad's been out here. I've talked to him many they, times. They, yeah, they, I mean, he, the players talked to him more than they thought of him. <laughs> well, <laughs> they go, it usually they, happens when you're the head coach. <laughs> they go to him for the real yeah, coaching. But he, he, he's got to be extremely proud because he's a baseball guy along mm -hmm. the way. I mean, it's, I you're a baseball people, family. I tell me, I, I'm serious. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they would do if I wasn't coaching. Yeah. I mean, cause they, they're at every game home and away. Um, like I said, he's at practice. They, they are invested. I mean, they are, they, mm -hmm. they love watching baseball and being a part of it. And, and they celebrate the wins just as much as we all do. And they, and they agonize over the losses just as much as we all do. So it is uh it's really cool opportunity and yeah. I don't take it for granted. No. So, we're going to sidebar a little bit yeah. because you brought something up, but we're going to stay, we're going to stay, we'll get back in yeah. this. So did your dad coach you? He did. How long? So our dad, so our dad was, he's a really good player. I mean, he was really three sport athlete. I mean, still holds some records in football back home in Rowan County. Um, was a really good all around athlete and at, went and played college baseball at Liberty and then transferred to fight, play for the legend, Joe Farabee. 
um, legendary, you know, coach, Legion ball and college coach. And then um, he coached my brother and I through Little League, coached our AAU teams back when it's called. And then in the new triple SA. And then he was the assistant coach at our high school at East Rowan. And then when my brother graduated and went on to play at Charlotte first before I did, my dad had to make a decision. You know, he had to make a decision on, well, I'm not going to be able to see Spencer play um, in college if I'm still coaching at East. So he neglected me as well. Exactly. I exactly. <laughs> I, was waiting, I was waiting if, you, if you're still scarred by that. Still Ross. scarred. Yeah. I, I know. And now he's trying to yes. make it up show for every single game yes. that you're at. So right he now. coached all the way through. He coached football at East Rowan, <laughs> coached baseball at East Rowan, um, and then coached us. So he coached my brother all the way through high school which would have been 2003 and then he stepped away so he could be a, a full-time dad and, and not coach anymore. So you've had, you had good coaches along the way. So I, again, cause I think Brian Hightower is yep. one of them. And I think we played against him the other day, the C35s that it was around here. He said he introduced him as Brian. I'm like, okay, I, I'm Jeff. How you doing? <laughs> <You know? laughs> but I, I believe we did. And it was, it was pretty intense. You could tell it. And I, oh, yeah. I think it was him, but, yeah. um, but I had to stop coaching Dylan this year. Yep. You know, it got it. it you know, I oh, mean, yeah. we're you know we're a heavily competitive family. My wife, especially, <laughs> you know. So it's 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 you know it's constant, but it's it's a difficult process, mm -hmm. you know. And I and I commend your dad for sticking around that long because I'm sure you had your moments as father, son, and oh no, they, and our, our, our mom, our mom will even <clears throat> say like there were times that she would have you had and she'd be like, yeah. Derry, shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> wow. just but yeah. I mean, you know, it's all all out of love. I mean, no, it, it it, you're just caring, you're caring. And, um, but he got to the point where, you know, he probably by my middle, middle of my years at Charlotte, he really just was able to sit back and enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but I think, I mean, I do, I, I think there's times that he probably takes it harder here at Queens. Yeah. I think he takes it harder than I even do sometimes. So, yeah. but that's just, that's in the blood. Well, the, the process of, you know, of coaching your kid and now, you know, I mean, I'm done with, with, with that. Um, you know, there's a microscope on you, right? Mm -hmm. You know, are you giving preferential treatment to your to your kid because mm -hmm. who he isn't? Or on the other side, you know, it's tough to be in the middle, in the middle, yeah. and just kind of enjoy the whole process, right? Because either you're giving too much or you're on top of them too hard. And I think for me, I was always conscious of, okay, everybody's going to judge the fact that his, you know, my wife got to the point. She said, I don't want our last names on the back of any uniforms. You know, yeah, no Schaefer back there because everybody's going to start to identify, you know, with that. So it got to the point where you know, it, 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 I, I was too hard on him, not to the point that you want to be hard on him, but I was over the top when I shouldn't have been. Yeah. And then it got to the point of resentment. Then it got to the point of competitiveness because he's a competitor. I mean, he's, you know, he's a fighter oh, yeah. I and mean, he's, you know, he's got a chip on his shoulder and, um, and I love that about him, you know, but on the other part of it is someday I got to hold this kid, you know, yeah. and I got to like, okay. But to me, I wanted to take it all the way to the end, you know, with my selfish thing, like, okay, we started this as you're in diapers. And we only got four tournaments left, dude. Come on, <laughs> it's like, no, dude, it's not working. <laughs> so, so we yeah. moved on. But it's been a better, it's been a better thing for him because he needed to get to yeah. somebody else, and he gets around. And this high quality people, like he hangs around here. He sees how you work, how yeah. you work. He's with John Ennis, Ross Glode. I mean, he's always been around high powered baseball people. Yeah. So he's always gained a different level of information. Yeah. Um, so I, it's not like walking away, turning them over to somebody that doesn't have your pedigree or John's pedigree or, you know, everybody else's that, and, the, and, you know, to the, to the point where there's a lot of people out there that were good players that are not good coaches. Yeah. Right. You yeah. know, I mean, you can go to Ken Griffey Jr. And say, hey, and he's going to tell you, I have no freaking idea, dude. I just did it, you know, but you can go to Edgar Martinez that just absolutely grinded something, yeah. something through the process. Yeah. So, you know, but to turn him over to somebody you're comfortable with and somebody you trust that sees the game and does the game the same way. So, yeah, I don't know how I got sidebarred on that. It's, no, that, no, it's, it's I mean, I, I remember like you talk, they, yeah. yeah, the just the conversation, even if the moments of when dad was being hard on us right whether it was when he was actually our coach or just sitting in the stands right um we never shot away from that i mean we i mean at the end of the day I, my brother and i still went to dad for right for like hey what do you see yeah um we always wanted to go to the field we always wanted to just talk ball and and that that's I think that's the things that we'll always take with us is right. even when like, man, he's wearing us out. Yeah. Like, yeah, the third at bat wasn't great. Yeah. So I, 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 I look, yeah. And there's gotta be that, there's gotta be that buffer period in there. Right. Like you can't like, I'd be like on the fence, like after that third at bat, like, yeah. dude, yeah. but I'll, <laughs> you know? and, but I'll but say that is, is, I will say this. And, and I think you're the same way just because as long as we've known each other, um, 
whether it was basketball, football, or baseball, one thing that we we always never like our dad was it wasn't anything other than effort and like mentality attitude related. Attitude, yep. That was always base. It was never anything other than hey, I don't think you played with the right attitude. Or yeah. I, I didn't like the effort. It, it was always those habits, right. those those men, those character traits. You know, it wasn't like, hey, that swing you took. Yeah. I mean, he was all. It was more of the big picture. Yeah. Of uh, he saw two. He saw his two sons had an opportunity to to be pretty good. Yep. And as the dad, he just wanted to help us to be the best we could. Yeah. And and that honestly, that carried us. I mean, because we did playing for High Tower. I mean, unbelievable. Cut. And then going on playing for Coach Hibbs. Like yeah. I tell people, and Coach Gant. I mean, that's. <clears throat> The coaches that we were fortunate and blessed to play with, um, our dad honestly is just as good of a coach as them. But he he prepared us, you know, have, having that fatherly advice and coaching as we grew up prepared us for the coaches we then eventually played for. Yeah, I had to have some self self evaluation, some soul searching in that scenario, and say, okay, did I get him as far as I needed to get him? And anything is just you know, it's just pushing the envelope. Yeah. And so I'm at that point now where I think, you know, I mean, he's talented. Yeah. Um, and he's got an opportunity to do some things. We mm-hmm. all know going to the next level as players, you know, coming out of high school and stuff like that, you know, we're big fish in little ponds. Mm-hmm. Right. And then all of a sudden you, you know, you slap down. So nothing's guaranteed. Correct. You know, you may have the ability, but you know, you have to put it all together to get on the field. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I hope I prepared him enough for that and uh, you know, he moves on. So, but, that, that that's you know that's my that's my cross yeah. this year that to bear was you know because Zach Zach my oldest one was a different story because Zach came up to me and said Dad you know I like the game I don't love the yeah. game you know <clears throat> that was easy then you can't play this game going forward no you know if you're not all if you're, you're not, not all in. invested in it, you're you're out um, so you know go play golf and that's what he's doing he's a frat rat and having a good time hey, nothing, nothing wrong with that either but you know so Dylan you know Dylan wants us and he wants to go forward and. I just I knock on what I hope, I, you know, everything is there. And then the people going for it, I think he's in good hands with Randy Hood and yep. more and those guys yep. down there. I really, uh, you know, I've known them for a while. So we'll see how this, how this, the next level goes, the next part of this journey. So let's get back to, let's get back to, um, to Queens yeah. and, and your position now. So you recruited in the past division two baseball players, basically. Mm-hmm. And I don't say division two baseball players. There's a lot of trickle down, a lot of transfers yeah. that are D1. So you got D1 kids on the roster because then you and I watched it all the time and said, you know, this kid's, you know, he's, he's a D1 player. Yeah. He just happens that there's no room in that spot or for whatever reason he changed. But now you have kids that you went ahead and recruited saying we're a D2 program and they're jumping into a D1 program. You got to change the mindset, right? I mean, is, is yeah, it, in know, a sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, you know, for the last, what, two and a half years that we've been, yeah, Division two pro, we were always, you're trying to get the best players sure. you can um, that are, fits academically that are obviously good baseball players. I think, you know, the biggest and people say it's, you know, kind of they in a I guess you could say it's cliche, but you're trying to find your guys. And what does that mean? Well, your guys are how you want to run your program. You know, we want very competitive guys. We want self-driven guys. We want internally motivated guys. We want guys that love practice. Yeah. Um, we want guys that want to be here at eight, nine o'clock at night on their own. Um, we want guys that love the weight room that, yeah, that's, those are the things in the recruiting process that it's more than just, they're a good baseball player in between the lines. Well, what are they going to be like every day that even as a division two school, we were trying to find, we're trying to find the best guys that are going to value the education and are going to be a great teammate and are coachable and they have leadership traits and they're going to help push our program forward in all areas, not just, Hey, he's a really good infielder. Um, so now as a division one, the, the process doesn't really change from the trait standpoint. It's just, yeah, you're, you're looking for a little bit higher caliber. Um, but I don't say that to, by any means, um, in a negative light on our current guys, you know, we've got, uh, we've got a lot of talented guys. We've got guys that have played at the division one level. We've got guys that played high level junior college baseball. Um, and we've got guys that have played a lot of baseball. I think that's what I've told a lot of people just in these last several months is I think experience always matters. Um, and we are an older team. You know, we, we've got, we allow return a lot of our position, our core position player group returns. We lost some valuable guys on the mound. Um, you know, especially a guy like Tanner Jacobson, that, yeah. that's always going to be tough to replace. Congrats but, to him. Yeah, a yeah. top 10 round draft, first that. player in Queens history, yeah. Um, yeah. top 10 round draft pick, a guy that came here to Queens from day one. 
um, and just an unbelievable kid. The, the, again, the traits were Tanner, very competitive, strong as can be, went after in the weight room, um, yet just very coachable, um, quiet kid. But when he talked, like he knew what he was doing and he had a plan and he wanted to win. I think that's, that's another thing that um, I think is getting harder in my, just in my opinion, I think is getting harder to evaluate is how important is winning is, is, is it just getting a scholarship? Is it just getting recruited? Or is, hey, when I show up on campus and dad drops me, mom and dad drop me off, how much do I just care about winning? Um, not not just simply playing and being in the lineup. Like, do I want to be a winning team? Um, and Tanner embodied that. You know, Nick Charlson, Weebs, you know, like we, we did. We lost some really, really important, significant guys, but that's always going to happen. But we are an older group, and I think that always counts. Um, guys have played a lot of baseball together. I think that matters. Um, and and we're excited. You know, it's a, it's a challenge, but uh, I think with the guys we brought in, they're going to they're gonna develop. We're going to be fine, and, and we're going to work really hard to, to make those guys better because uh, we, we got a chance to play. Yeah, yeah that's what I <laughs> it ain't like we're going in with right. one hand behind yeah. our back. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, we we we're gonna we're gonna line up on the line, and the anthem's yeah. gonna play, and the umpire's gonna say play ball. And you and we all you we all know how baseball goes. Yeah. Nobody expected the Cleveland Guardians to be good this year. No. Uh, so yeah. hey, we're we're gonna be right there too. If, if 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 it's in you, you're a competitor, right? Yeah. And and it doesn't matter if you're the littlest guy in the room and, yeah. you're, and a brawl breaks out, you still got to fight the biggest guy if you come yeah. your way, right? So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. you know, you're prepared to kind of, uh -huh. you know, to, to go that route. So how do you quantify, you know, and we'll talk about the recruiting process yeah. now and the landscape, how that's changed, and especially in our side as well. But how do you quantify only being able to see a player for a certain period of time, sometimes once, sometimes twice, not a whole bunch, that he is a winner? That he yeah. does, that is that is part of it. Or do you have to wait till he gets on campus to determine that? No, I, I think it goes to it's your relationships with coaches. Mm -hmm. You know, his circle is, you know, the high school coach and the travel coaches and, and his family. It's mm -hmm. getting as much information as you can on that kid and that family. I, I think that's a big – and that's for who's listening. It's We're not just talking to a kid. We're, we're figuring out the family dynamic. Right. Um, I think that speaks a lot to um, – again, I just – Okay, just on my my, I was the youngest. I'm the youngest of three. Um, our sister, you know, she was a she was the smart one. She was a biology major, but she also was a really good track athlete. Um, she won't say that, but she she was good. And um, I mean, my mom comes from an athletic family. Her dad played professionally. Uh, one of her brothers, Uncle Kelly, played at App State. And then obviously my dad's background. Um, and then my seeing my brother, who was really good. Um, so I I always felt that I had a lot to own up to in a sense I, I had to make something and I, I I mean again it goes back to how we were raised it wasn't given to us we we were um, raised to to get after it and to compete and to do our best and I think again it goes back to you're trying to get the a picture right you're trying to get a right. picture of um and when this kid gets here what is he going to be like not just in year one but who are we going to have by the time he's leaving here and that a lot of that is on us to help but we want to make sure on the front end even if we watch one game or two games or 16 games, mm -hmm. um, what is, what is he like as a person? So we, obviously we get asked a lot, a lot of that. So, the, you know, the people out there that are listening that have kids coming through the process, they have to understand that we have, there's, there's a different relationship. There's a, there's a coach to coach relationship, whether it's a travel coach or a high school coach, or whatever there's, there's that relationship that has to be pure. Yeah. Right. Because, if I was to call you and say, hey, I got this dude and oh, yeah, the family and it's the best. And next thing you know, that's a, it's a house of criminals and, you know, and it's bad news. Right. Yeah. You're not going to answer my call again. You know, you know, you're like, oh, dude, this, you know, he's he's harvesting, you know, homicidal maniacs. And stuff. So, <clears throat> so but that's that's important because when I talk to our families and things, I say, listen, I, you know, my relationship coach coach is, is not your relationship. Yeah. So when I talk about your son or your player or everything like that, I'm not going to you know, lay it out on the line. Like I have to be honest with you along the way. So if you don't get honesty, it changes things just, just for people, people to know, but the recruiting process, obviously the whole landscape is just, it's, 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 it's completely changed. Yeah. You know, we've talked about, um, you know, the NCAA has made all these rule changes and I don't think that it happens so fast. Like I want to blame the NCAA. I don't want to blame a college coach for running camps and things like that because it's part of the, it's part of the program. You guys aren't paid enough. 
the assistance is certainly not paid enough. You don't have enough assistance, so you have to fund this yeah. a certain way. And camps are a necessary mm-hmm. part of that. Now, do good things come out of camps? Absolutely. You know, dudes show up and guys get committed and things like that. But we know that it's it's a wide open thing. You know, there's prospect camps and then there's camps camps, right? Yeah. And it, and it, and it's and that's a creation of the NCAA because they're not taking care of people because you have to do these things, right? Be nice if it was just a prospect camp and you just brought in the guys that you thought you liked and you saw. Okay. Does it does, doesn't necessarily work that way. So the, the, the process now with, with transfer mm-hmm. and play where it used to be sit out a year, change things. Cause you're looking for experience, right? Yes. So you're going, and we've inherited a lot of those guys. We have, you know, we, we've got a lot of transfers. Right. Um, and the, yeah, the poor, as you're alluded, the portal has, I mean, it's it's populated. It's crowded, man. <laughs> it's a little bit. <laughs> it's crowded. I, mean, I don't. I mean, yeah. I don't know the numbers off the top of my head. Yeah. I know it's in the thousands. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure there were guys. You know, our classes started two weeks ago, right. and I'm pretty sure there were guys when classes so, started that didn't have a home. Okay, so that's an interesting thing, right? So it's in the thousands. Yes. Okay. So you go through these numbers, right? And we're saying, okay, Division One baseball that you're on now. There's 291 schools. Okay. Um, scholarships 11.7, mm-hmm. which you guys are not fully funded yet, mm-hmm. but working on that, right? Okay. Um, and student athlete participation at the D1 level is basically 10,000 out of high school. Now you're throwing in a couple more thousand on top of that, yeah, through the portal, yeah. Okay, then look at go ahead and look at the fact that you have junior college, correct? Okay, and um, more junior college baseball programs out there than any other division in yep. in college baseball, right? So 291 Division One, 242 D2, 373 in Division Three, right? Um, which has no scholarships. Yes. Okay. Uh, institutional scholarships. <laughs> institutional no baseball, scholarship, yeah. academic, yep. stuff like that, sure. And then you got junior college, 392. So you have you even have guys coming out of D3 that are transferring into the, into the process. So now – you got you got to balance your focus, right? So yeah. if you put it into percentages, I got a hundred percent of recruit I have to do this year. What is that percentage that's you're gonna go look into the portal? What is that percentage you're looking for? The guys that are reaching out to you that want to transfer. And how do you how do you see all these people? How do you how does that happen? I mean, yeah. video and yeah, I mean, well, the other thing is, you know, your the the whole division one is uh, you know, you got roster cap. Right. You know, you got a thirty five man roster limit. Um and that's that's a that's a whole nother piece of the puzzle too. So we don't see everybody. It's not possible. Right. It's not physically possible. Um, yeah, I mean, social media does. It, 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 you know, there are positives to the world of Twitter and um, Instagram and and all the the film databases that you can access. But none of that's ever going to replace seeing them with your eyes um, and having relationships that you know and trust and can go to and value in those regions that you're recruiting from. Uh, but yeah, the, um, the portal has changed. Uh, I'm not going to say it's necessarily bad. I'm not going to say it's necessarily good. I think it's created opportunities, but it's also created some chaos. Uh, and you know, when I was coming through, it was like, you're talking about, if you were going to transfer, you're going to have to sit out. Um, so you had to weigh that decision. Now it's, Hey, uh, is because now you have now it's and not every kid's because here's the other thing not every kid's transferring for the wrong reasons. Right. Um, there are there are plenty of guys that and I've told our coaching staff this. Hey, we may we may we may re, at some point we may have to experience this. We we re, we bring in somebody that becomes a really 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 high level baseball player and he gets an opportunity elsewhere. Uh, who am I as a just a person to fault that? Right. Um, now I think loyalties that still matter. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Um, but the, the portal is interesting. Um, junior college is still a great option. You know, the, it's, it's where you're going to get a ton of reps. You're going to get a lot of opportunity and exposure. And I also think the, the high school kids are always going to be valuable. I've told plenty of people that I think if you're truly going to do it right, I think your foundation has to be through the young guys. Um, those are the guys that you're going to have a, uh, an opportunity to have over the course of the time. I, I've told, I think the portal, I would say it's uh, it's like MLB free agency. Yeah. Hey, we, you, you need a specific need and that's where you go find it. I, I don't think you build your program 
through that entire process, in my opinion. So with you, with the young guys, what what is your recruiting drop down at Queens? Is it PBR? Is it Twitter? Is it um, call or uh, high school coaches reaching out, travel coaches? What's your drop down? What, what would you say the incoming freshman your highest rate is? Like, is it coming from high school coaches, travel coaches, social I'm, media? <laughs> High school coaches and travel coaches. Okay. I, I think I think that's if you're doing this job right, if you're doing it right, the relationships you have in your regions is that's where it's and then I think those what what we would call secondary of the social media, the online services, I think that's where you can help validate. You can click it and pull, hey, you know, we you get a name. Okay, well let's just go search. Yeah. That's that's I'd still say it's still always gonna be the phone. Um, and, and knowing, knowing people, and that's, that's where you're going to get it from. And then, and then knowing where you need to be to, to go see. You got another piece thrown in there now in the NIL. <laughs> I want an NIL deal. No kidding. <laughs> that's what really, I, mean. yeah. I want an NIL. We got to get so, coaches so, NIL deals. You know, that's what it, I've been arguing for. Scary about that is that somebody's, you know, back, we were, Andrew and I were talking about live golf against mm-hmm. the PGA yeah. golf, right? Yeah. So these yeah. guys get all this money now. Yep. They don't have to practice. No. They don't just go play. And there's right? no so cuts. I mean, there's no cuts, right? They're out there every every week. So you, yeah. So you're not fighting for the so line. These guys are going to go where they're going to get some bank. Correct. And it, you know, not everybody's going to be that way, right? There's guys in the, you know that are making yeah. millions and millions of dollars in the big leagues that's just are hungry to go play the game, and they would do it for nothing. Yeah. Right. But then society, everything has changed. Social media has changed. Everything like this. It's all about entertainment. It's all about you know likes and clicks and all these yep. other things. So, you know, you can take a Tommy Tanks, right? And he's going to go somewhere else because maybe his family needed the money. Yeah. Right. So you lose that player in a, in, in a program like that, but that definitely becomes another piece to it. So, Oh yeah. I mean, so and, now the Tommy tanks is going, he's going <laughs> lateral, but he's getting back. So the guy that's down below, so the numbers, the numbers are going in now. So I think it worked out to like, we're looking at if it was just high school to college, right? So eliminate the senior class leaving in college, eliminate the senior class in high school going into college, mm-hmm. It's basically um, hundred plus thousand high school players trying to get into eleven thousand to twelve thousand college spots, right? Yeah. So now take the portal. So now that thing gets down, right? Yeah. Then take the NIL, then take yeah. the JUCO, then take all this other stuff. The yeah. Transfer it. It's it's it, the numbers become hard. So it's it, it's 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 work for me, right? Oh yeah. yeah. And I, I mean I love it, but yeah. I literally spent before we got here this morning. I spent I I was making doing our own videos on our guys, yeah, cutting them, editing them. Yeah, you know, putting you know information together. I mean, I have a mailing list of every single coach in the country and whatever, but yeah. and it's all broken down by division and stuff like that. And we had a conversation about a player the other day that yep. you know I call you and I see guys that I like or whatever. And again, it always ends up your decision. It's just for me as a coach, I want to give you something that I think I like, and maybe yeah. you do, maybe you don't. Yeah. But um, but I, th- I mean, I think just on that, I think really you're what you're building a case for um, as somebody that we were just at Division right. Two, even Division Three junior co- is. Mm-hmm. I think the society uh, has become division one or bust. And I'm not, again, I'm not for whoever's, I'm not saying right or wrong. I'm just saying there's a lot of good college baseball opportunities. If, if you're, if your son is wanting to play college baseball, they need to be open to the opportunities that are afforded to them. Yeah. Um, and again, I'll go, like how we were raised. If a college coach called our house phone, like, yeah, house phone. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. There, there was no, ah, oh, yeah. Now it's not a Division One. Right. No, we were thrilled. A college coach yeah. was calling us, um, and I've told, I'll always tell people that, like, you should be thrilled, blessed. The mm-hmm. the word on Twitter mm-hmm. that a coach is interested in you, a school is interested in you. So I think what people should take those numbers and should take the reality of the landscape we're in, and okay, where where do I best fit? Where where are my opportunities? Because I think the big piece in all this is. You're trying to go play, yep. <laughs> so yeah. you know it's kind of like what it's what, over. It's over. It's like where can I go have the right. best opportunity? Not guaranteed. Yep. Not handed, but where do I have the best opportunity to go and get a, a an education and get better as a person and build lifelong relationships, have a great experience, but play? Yeah. Um, because of those numbers, there's also thousands of kids that aren't. God given talented enough right. to even have an opportunity, you know, they're, they're blessed in other areas. So I, so that's always my message is so, we, we've got to get out of the division one or bust. Sure. 
So there's a trickle down also, right? So because it's so flooded at the division one level, right? With portals and talents and transfers and all this other stuff and not enough high school kids bumping into those higher levels, right? Division two, we watched it out here. We watched no, you guys so. compete. Like, it's like, holy cow. Well, you know, like, two years ago when Mount Olive rolled in here on you guys, I'm yeah. like, this team can go play anywhere. I, I've told people, yeah. I feel like we, in a sense, are prepared a little bit for jumping up a level because yeah. playing in the South Atlantic Conference and playing in the Southeast region, yeah. I don't I don't care. Like, Just it's, watch it's it. Baseball, just, just watch it's good. It. It's good, competitive, high-level baseball. I mean, it is really it is. good. So that pushes things down to the D3 level yep. as well, right? So, to, you know, so it's all become more competitive in the past four years with all these changes. Yep. So th- that may be the positive. You know, to your point is, you know, if you start to look at the pyramid, right, to the big leagues, okay, everybody down here plays, and then it thins out, thins out, and then, you got this small percentage that goes into pro ball, and then you got even a smaller percentage that gets to the big leagues. Eight hundred guys, eight hundred fifty guys playing at one time in yeah. the big leagues. It's it's not that. So you got to you got to make a determination. You know, am I worried that I'm? I got to tell somebody I played Division three baseball, Division two baseball. What does it matter? You're a college baseball college player because at, yeah. where you play at the next level is a higher level than you're playing today. Correct. So if you're in high school and you're going to go play Division three, guess what? You're playing a better, better thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw Marietta and Christopher Newport play last year, and I was like, okay, and watch watch the sack. I'm like, those teams can come compete at this level. Yeah. They definitely could. They might have been arms short or whatever. And the other the other part about it, I, I, I've always found interesting, Ross, in the in the in the college baseball landscape is that position guys across everywhere they're pretty close to being the same. Yeah, you know, it's just how consistent you are consistent, with your talent, yeah. right? So it's just the number of arms, you know, and how 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 deep you go and how good are these guys? Any, every yeah, every level, every level you keep going up. That's where that's right. That's the, that's the arm. P- yeah. you know, pitching is pitching is the separator. Every yeah. level, every level of play, that's where it's going to be defined. You're you're all every team's going to have hitters and you know, but it's hey, are they good on the mound? Yeah, um, and that's the difference. You know, it's it's funny because I, I talk to our guys all the time, and you know, again, I was you know. In a, in, a, in a true sense of the word, blessed to have the opportunities that I had to go ahead and, and play at the levels. Because I was just having to be in the right place at the right time all the yeah. time. I was far from the best player to ever get into the big leagues. Not even, you know, I mean, it's we were, we were talking about, you know, every time there was a move being made, my name was brought up. Like, <laughs> send this guy down. And then the next thing you know, it's like, no, I didn't get sent down. Thank God. You yeah. know, and then five years later, you know, it, yeah. it was all said and done. But you know, this game, I tell these kids when I'm standing in front of them the other day, I'm like, dude, you have no idea. I'm, I'm, as, I'm as involved in this game in the coaching box, and I'm sure you are too, and as intense mm-hmm. as I was as a player. Like, I do not like to lose, right? Yeah. I hate it. I <laughs> yeah. hate it. And um, so I would – and I tell them all the time, I would give anything to climb in that uniform, you know, at 16 years old and play this game again. Yeah. I would do anything to go into a college environment, whether it's D3, D1, and play at that level again. And the other part about the college environment is those are true true World Series. It's not a, you know, a weekend World Series, yeah. you know, and all these guys are playing or this other so this PBR thing go down there. It's a World or PG yeah. thing. It's a World Series. This is a true World Series. You got through the whole pack in the country. Yes. And you're there, whether you're D3, D2, D1, JUCO. So you got a chance to experience this. And I, and I, and I, uh, Cormac Terry played at Charlotte Catholic, right? Pitcher played for us. Good arm. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing great, special. Just pounded the zone, three pitches, changes, competitor, whatever. Had the D1 bust mentality, right? So Cormac, you know, got an offer to play at Catholic. And he was all kind of depressed about it. I don't want to go to Catholic. I don't want to do whatever. And, you know, so the summer went through and he played a little bit. He goes, Hey, you think they would still be interested in me? And we knew Bobby Picardo and Bob's like, yeah, we love the kid. He fits our mold. Uh-huh. Right. He goes up there, his senior year, they win the world series. How about that? He calls me up and says, with greatest experience of my life, mm-hmm. I can't thank you enough, you know, for, you know, pushing me and keeping John Ennis, myself and our staff. Yep. And because the kid deserved to continue to play. Yeah. So you want people to understand that, you know what, when it's over, you're going to be sitting around one day going, I wish I would have, I wish I could have, Yeah, you know, yeah. because you can always say, regardless of what I played in college. Correct. Okay. I played college baseball. No kidding, man. To the guy that's sitting there playing, yeah. it was in high school going, I wish I would have played college baseball. So Correct. Well, and, and then you have on the, on social media, it's like a social media pressure now, especially with kids, rising freshmen, even eighth graders now committing, <laughs> right? So you see those early commits and, and their friends are like, Oh man, why am I not being seen by colleges? Why am I not committed? I mean, 
you're talking about the one percent of kids that are we're getting that we're getting that we're getting those calls time. now yeah all the time <laughs> like, where, where's my exposure like i get that yeah. all the time now yeah. it's, it's just a that's a new trigger word is exposure yeah. and for for rising freshmen it's like just go play baseball yeah the just enjoyment the enjoyment of just play playing well, yeah. yeah so the exactly. questions are you know again it, it, again these are things that i don't want you to answer you know this is my side of the table the PBRs, you know, PG has a showcase out there for seven fifty now, okay, right. And if I don't go to that, I'm not getting exposure, okay. I, I like PBR, I do like PBR. I think I think that I think they're doing it still right. I mean, it could go it could go in the direction of chasing PG and trying to be the Walmart of everything, but you know, that's not necessarily always exposure. Just because you get a profile and you go somewhere and whatever, you know, you you to me, you have to be in the right organization with the right people that have the right network that are going to be able to reach out and say, you know, like I did, like, I, I like this kid. I think, I think he's a Tabor Mongero just from the right side. I think this kid is that type of player. It's still for you to determine what you like. And I'm not hurt or offended by it, but I'm putting, I'm getting him the exposure that he doesn't even realize he's getting, you know, and those are things out there where people like, I get this thing. Well, I should go do this PBR thing. And, Listen, dude, do what you want to do. Or I should go to this, I should go to this Clemson camp. Well, we're trying to get you to the D three level, you know. You know, you know, do you want to play? How it how is it? Yeah. So, you know, exposure is again, it's 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 becoming a you know, four letter word. It's like, oh cow, here we go with this conversation again. <laughs> but with that said, like you know, some of these guys are committing, you know, they were committing freshmen. Yeah. That's scary stuff, man. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out how Queens is going to be today. Yeah, that's right. You know, yeah, that's yeah. This that's, guy doesn't have a hair on his body, and you're going after him. <laughs> We're just focused on today here at Queens. And there's so much that can change. It's like Clemson, right? They they like committing early. I mean, young kids. Yeah, lots changed since that's sure. happened in the last couple of years. I mean, so there's just so many intangibles. You can't tell what's going to happen. Whether it's, I, it's just it's listen. I mean, we we talk about small field legends, right? So yeah. we we see all three fields out here, right? We see the the chubby kid. Chafe has the best office in the country. By the <laughs> I way. do. He's got the perch. <laughs> I do, man. I get to watch. It. So I'm the I'm the most useless executive out there. And Andrew will tell you that. He's that's why. That's why I got to put his it, window now. I, gotta put, it, I yes. put him and his mom in a closet, and I just scream in there, "Do this, do that," you know. And I got to watch. I sit on the, the perch like that. But you watch. You watch the evolution, and we've had we've had kids that you know. Dylan will finish this year, and obviously he's been in the program ever since. He's yeah. the longest tenure of anybody else, but. You watch, you know, you watch the small field game, right? Where everything is tight. Nobody has to run after a fly ball. Everything's short. Fences are short. So the yeah. small field legend, the kid that's most physical, is going to be a dominating figure, yeah. right? But then you see the skill set kids out there, and you hate to lose those guys because they're going to be the better players going going forward. So the you know, the evolution of the player to get to a freshman and go, okay, now there's some dudes out there that that we've seen along the way yeah. that you know you got to go, okay. You definitely, sure. you know, I, I would, I would stamp this and and think that it, yeah. if worse, it's going to be a productive college player. Right. It may not be the superstar that you think, like Connor Griffin, right? right. I, mean, I mean, off the yeah. charts and uh, the the lefty. Uh, you guys offer him yet? Yeah, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, he can pick and choose. He's going to be a draft pick and everything like that. But that's a kid we saw a long time ago, like physical aptitude. I mean, and that's the other thing I look for as a freshman. You you're recruiting these freshmen that have no baseball IQ yet, right? They're just skill guys. So you got to, you know, you got to make the choice or not make the choice to go down low, you know, and I think there's more burn down there than there is success. Yeah. No, I, mean, I think it gives, you know, again, where you're, for us, we're going to be true to our process and how we try to go about it. And again, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier of, we want to make sure we get the guys that we're going to, we're going to, that's why I tell people all the time, same thing. Hey, you're going to make a decision on us because you want to spend time with us every day. Right. We're going to make a decision on you because in a sense, we want to spend time with you every day because that's really what it is. I mean, we're, we're, we're spending time with our guys hours upon hours every day. So it has to be a, it has to be a mutual um, desire to, Hey, I want to play at that place. I want to play for those coaches. And then for us, that's a guy that we want to build around. Right. You know, that, that's, that's where it always is for us. We're, we're not chasing ghosts. Um, we're not, as some people say, running a rat race. We are going to try to get, uh, get the right kind of Queens baseball players that are also the right kind of people. 
um, because they're also just not out here. They're on campus. They're in the community. They're sure. in, they're in the city. Um, and, and you got, you got, I, I do want to give you guys credit for that because of our foundation here, you know, with CMR, mm-hmm. with you deserve a chance foundation and, and not whole overall, the Queens program has been exceptional in terms of the involvement yeah. that we've had all across the board. So that's credit to you. That's credit to Queens. Um, cause that's a big piece. No, know? it's huge. Um, you know, you're talking about these kids making these decisions, whether they want to play for you or hang out with you or whatever. And they're, they're, they're committing as a freshman. Look what happened at Clemson, right? All these, all these younger commits that we know from the area here commit to Clemson. And now Monty's not there. Right. So the processes change along the way. Opportunities come up, right. Mm-hmm. You know, the go, go to a different school, advance your career or get fired or just decide I'm not going to do it anymore. Those opportunities change. So the guys that are coming after you at that age, you know, could not be there, you know, in mm-hmm. five years when you think landscape you're changes. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. Yeah. We never, I mean, we don't know. We don't know yeah. what, what tomorrow could bring. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's a, that's an evaluation process for you guys all the time as well as, yeah. as staff and things like that. Yeah. And that's, that's never an easy thing, no. you know, because you spend more time there, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. then uh, it's like, I have to fire Andrew after this show <laughs> and it's tough. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm dying yeah. over it. I'm yeah. sorry. I was just watching Paul Goldsmith. Those dudes are pretty good right yeah, there. Those guys, those those guys, guys are, are pretty bad. good. I don't know how I ever lived yeah. in that environment for yeah. I used to hide behind the Gatorade yeah. cooler well, so they I, wouldn't find I'm, me. I don't, yeah, talking about about I just uh, on that and I'm a, uh, I'm a huge Braves fan. So and Christian Maggio and Matt Riley, two of our players, they're huge Mets fans. So we've been going back and forth with each other. But talking about evaluation, the Braves. I saw some crazy stat just yesterday about the rookies they've called up this year and how much success mm-hmm. they're having. That's a credit to their yeah. evaluation process. Look, they, at, look at Pittsburgh; they got seven rookies starting. Yeah. I mean, that's you, you. You're talking about people doing their job at a high level yeah. and attention to detail and and turning over every stone type thing. Like that's so that's how you do if it. If you look at those organizations, Billy Best, right, and then go through the Pirates organization stuff like that. It's all scout based. Yeah, it's not analytical based. Yeah, right. I mean, that's a, that's a big piece. Even St. Louis. Yeah, you know, is yeah. is is that way? I think the Dodgers have, will always be that way, even yeah. though there's analytics involved when they get to a certain level. Yeah, which I think when you're that high level of an athlete, I think there's more value to the analytics than it is, you know, the analytics of a baseball player just getting ready to be drafted are not even close to what they can be when he gets there. Correct. Right? You know, okay, he's got exit velocity, and he's got all this other stuff, but you know, it's those guys right there, and it goes to, it goes to the recruiting process. So the recruiting process is it's such a short window, right? I mean, you say, I mean, have you ever seen a player 16 times? No, no. Okay. <laughs> no. Right? Yeah. No. So, no. so, you know, you're walking away going, God, I hope this is exactly what I see because it's funny because Steve Springer, you know, Springer, oh, right? yeah, Spring, yep, quality we're, bringing, we're bringing spring out this, this, awesome. this fall. So he's a, a great friend and an old teammate and stuff like that. Springer had one day in his life that was better than any other day he ever had in his life and got drafted. Yeah. Right. And then evolved into something mm-hmm. good enough after 11 years in AAA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope you listen in spring. 11 years, yeah. right? Got a chance to play in the big ones. Now he's yeah. got four at-bats, but he got there, right? Yeah. I mean, he, he broke through the whole thing. But he doesn't have that one day with somebody sitting there watching Wally Joyner and some other guys going, who's that dude? Well, yeah. I like him. All right, we'll take a shot on him, yeah. right? So now you got to go through the process similar to that. Like, So when you go to see somebody, Okay, you go down to Pete, you go down to perfect game, you go to Lake Point, or whatever, and you're running all over and you're looking at this guy that's on your list. And on the field, you see something that's kind of like, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Now, how do you go now? Now, how much time do you have for that guy? Uh, well, with without doing it to say the, the least amount possible that I'm allowed to say, um, it just goes back to okay, you're, you're collecting a name, yeah. you're figuring out who it is, do I have a contact? And then you get on the phone. Yeah, that's the simplest way to put it. And then it's you try, tough. and then you try to watch again. Right. That's that's yeah. That and that's, those are the things I want people out there to understand. It's just because you go to perfect game, right? You go down to an event, yeah. A perfect game, you know, over in East Cobb, or you go to PBR over at Lake Point. Yeah. That that guarantees anything. Well, and no, and I think a good example on that is you look at the the Honeycutt kid from Rowan County back in Salisbury mm-hmm. playing for Chapel Hill. Yeah. I mean, the guy was a state champion quarterback. Right. He wasn't going to all these events all over the place. Yeah. I mean, he was playing multiple sports yep. and got to have an experience of winning a high school state championship in yeah. football. 
Um, and fun, his head coach was my offensive coordinator in high school. Um, and now he's playing at the highest level and he's really good. So yeah. it's not like his career got derailed because he didn't play 800 games. Seth, um, Seth Beer. Yeah. First round pick. You know, we got him at the NTIS his first year playing baseball. He was almost 14 years old. Mm-hmm. He was a swimmer. Hmm. This dude was just born to play baseball. He yeah. just happened to decide to swim for a period of time, yeah. but wasn't doing all these. All these well, it's like, uh, I think Tanner, the article that, you know, that, um, you know, he wrestled. That was a big thing. Yeah. He, he was wrestling in high school and then yeah. he decided, hey, I'm going to go fully after baseball. And then he comes to Queens and next, you know, he's a 10th round draft pick. Analytics help confirm that. That's, a, you know, it kind of is analytics is just going to confirm what your what your it's eyes are. Yeah. yeah. So everybody knew Tanner could really pitch. Like, hey, this right handed pitcher for Queens and Charlotte, yeah. like, we need to get in there and see this guy. Well, I remember when you, when, uh, and I think Jack was still here in the beginning when Tanner was here and they mm-hmm. were over at Belmont Abbey and he came out and he threw lights out yeah. one night. And I, I was there with Gary Randall and a few other guys that, uh, and they were, you could just see that, you know, the interest was there. You know, you see the expressions of scouts yeah. like, okay, uh, I got to like lock in on this a little bit more. Yeah. And he just, he stayed that way. And he's got a lot to learn too. Oh, I yeah. mean, you know, I mean, he learns to use his lower half. That yep. kid could be dominating. Yes. Yes. Um, so it, it, I, I, you know, we live in it every day. The yeah. recruiting process—it's—it's it's never going to be. This is the cookie cutter way to go about it. Yeah. It's not the—it's not the cookie cutter. We have we have the same. We stay true to our guys in the sense that, you know, I reach out to people. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't. You know, if somebody says I need to go to this PG or PBR, that's like you know what, dude, that's on you. Yeah. You know that you go there. I think we have a, a strong enough base, a good a good respect from each side that you know we understand what the talent looks like. Where it fits, where it doesn't fit, yeah. And uh, I think and, and parent, we work from there. Parents need to realize every kid is going to be different. You know, not not every kid's going to be the same. Okay, hey, this kid's a Queens kid. This kid's a uh, Coker kid. I mean, no. every kid's going to be different with the process. Every coach has something they like different exactly. too. You yeah, know, it's yeah. just a matter of what. You, well, what you're I, I, th- I think the other thing is, and this is just you know from personal experience of guys that I've coached. Um, I mean, the best hitter, I think, still to this day, the best hitter in Gardner Webb history. Uh, Colin Thacker, the Panda. Yeah, he played with us a little bit. That guy had two offers yeah. at high school. Yeah, he had Pfeiffer, where I was coaching yeah. at the time, and he had Gardner Webb. Um, and he ends up. I think he left Gardner Webb was like a career three fifty seven Division one hitter. Yeah. Led the nation in doubles one year, and then Chandler Redmond, who's now in Double A yeah. with the Cardinals. Um, and so, and so the same scout who drafted Red Dog drafted ten, like so. You're talking about, um, again, like parents and, and is. Wherever you land, regardless of level, um, you got to go out and earn it. You got to go out yep. and compete. And then, like, there's no handbook. Like, it, it, there's yeah. no like handbook in pro scouting yeah. that says like, no, we can only take a guy from this level. No, because that's those guys are gonna be out of jobs if they do that. Has to throw ninety five. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're trying to find the best players they can that fit in that slot, that organization, whatever their needs may be. I remember when my brother got drafted. He, my brother got that's how good my brother was. So. He was drafted twice. He got drafted as a hitter and as a pitcher. Um, so he was really good. But I remember when the Twins signed him as a pitcher, the guy told him, he was like, hey, look, when you step on the field, it's all about who does the best. It's all about performance. Right. So if you perform, you're going to be just fine. Um, doesn't matter if you're a free agent sign. Doesn't matter if you're a bonus. Like It's all about you're going to perform or you're not. And I think that uh, is still a message that needs to be made known is, again, where do I have a chance to play and where do I get a chance to go and perform to then hopefully accomplish whatever my long-term goals are um, and what environment gives me that best chance to do that. And that that doesn't need to be lost in all the, you know, I just, it's changed a lot. I mean, my brother, again, my brother arguably was the number one player in the state of North Carolina. And I don't think, I'm pretty sure he committed to Charlotte like his senior year. And then I remember committing to Charlotte the fall of my junior year. So it had even it kind of sped up mm-hmm. in that time span. But I mean, now it's just, it's different. It is. Uh, and I'm not going to debate on that. It's just, we're going to do our thing and, and we're going to try to find the best guys we can. And, and we want guys that are here for the right reasons. Um, not NIL deals because we don't have any news. We don't, no. <laughs> we don't have those. Um, yeah. We, you know, yeah. we, Hey, we, we are, cause we're still, I mean, we're building and, and we're going to keep building. And I think that's, 
Um, I love our guys. I love the the attitude. I, I think, if anything, just again on on that is like, I think our guys. We've already talked. Like our guys have a unique, really cool opportunity because there's never going to be another first Division One baseball team in Queens history. Like only these guys are that team. Um, and I don't care what level they started at. I don't care what level they came from. I don't care what year they are here or how they got here. Um, we believe in them. And I think that's what I've told people this, as long as I'm the head coach here, uh, keep having them fooled as I like, we're, we're not going to be uh, a soft like group. We're, we're going to have some, some great. Now we try to give our guys the best we can. Yeah. And we have a lot of people that support us and, 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 but, I think some people can mistake us having, you know, the city location and and everything is all just a bunch of country club kids type yeah. thing. Uh-uh. That ain't us, you know. We're we're gonna get our hands dirty and and we're gonna get out there and that's why I was saying earlier, like we still get to play. So listen, <laughs> like, you know, we, the, we, you know, people think the the label of an underdog is 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 a, a negative moniker, right? Yeah, it's not. No, and, it's not. If you if you have the right makeup. I appreciate being the underdog. Yeah, and I, well, I'd even I'd even say it as like we don't necessarily use the word underdog. Right. I just tell the guys like I told I told them guys last yeah. year. I told you know, well, under, like, underdog in the in the perception of everybody no, yeah, else. Percep- everybody like, outside the outside. Correct. The, uh, like I, well, yeah. it told them is same thing we told them since we got here in year one. Same thing we told them in year two. Same is the only opinions that and really matter. And yeah. you you know the insight yeah. is yeah. is what you think of yourself, and then what we think within our group. Because it could be the opposite. People outside could be saying we're the best right? with all these expectations. But then within our group, yeah. we don't do it the right way. No. And, you know, you got you to go into every bout thinking, you know, yeah. everybody's walking in here thinks they're going to run right over us. Yep. You know what? We and we all know, we, we, I, I think that's the unique thing yeah. of the sport we get to yeah. be a part of. Yeah. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. When Alabama lines up across the line of scrimmage from a ball state, no offense to ball, but they're going to out-talent yeah. you. You know, there there's yeah. gonna be there's just gonna be a different level of of skill at that spot in that sport. Same thing in basketball. Now, me and March Madness, all that. But what I'm getting is in baseball, yes, you have to have skill, you have to have talent, you have to have ability. But we all know how the game goes. Sure, we all yeah. know how the game goes. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, nobody expected us to go 29 and 22 last year. Nope. We were picked to finish 11th or whatever in conference. Nobody expected us to finish third. Um, nobody expected us to have a 10th round draft pick. Nobody expected Nick Brasington to be all region and all conference. And, um, I mean, and I think our guys, what I, is, you know, we got a lot of unique stories. You got, you got guys that were not wanted at other places and they're significant pieces for us. Um, you got guys that have had family history and, and all Mm -hmm. kinds of stuff that they've now battled through and, um, on personal injury, like we've, and everybody has those. Things. I'm not right. saying they don't. But what I'm saying is we've got a good collection of guys that I love being around. And hey, this is this is a great opportunity playing Division One now. It's something to be proud of. Just like we were proud to be in the SAC. Sure. Just like we were proud to represent this community as a Division Two. Um, now we just have a different letter number, um, and we're still gonna. We're not gonna change who we are. Like you know whether. Our recruiting's not going to change from the mentality standpoint. Our, our practice mentality, like we're still going to be what we're trying to be every day and not get caught up in the hoop. So to Trent Montero's question, do you still wear a pink helmet on Sundays? <laughs> huh? Yeah, the pink Why helmet. What is that story? The, so, okay, the pink helmet story. Shout out Trent and Tabor. Uh, love that family. And Sonia and Maris, that is, uh, that is unbelievable. Um, special people right there. So, at Gardner-Webb, so I coached at Gardner-Webb from 2014 to 2019. And, and for the, I'm a hitting and catching guy. Those are my, you know, I don't want to say my specialties because right. I don't know what all, like, but I'm a, I, I'm a hitting guy and catching guy. And at Gardner-Webb, just little ways to try to reward guys, motivate guys, push guys. So we would always give out the hitter of the day and the hitter of the week um, throughout like this time of year, fall practice right. and early spring practice. <clears throat> and I just simply spray painted helmets. And if you got a helmet of a certain color, it means you were the hitter of the day or week. If you got the pink helmet, you were the guy not doing so well. <laughs> <laughs> so it was simple things like, we, you know, we were same thing here. We reward hard contact. Yeah. We reward quality at bats. We, yeah. we reward things that lead to winning. And then um, we 
push the stuff like hey and we're not trying to do anything we're not negative not in a right. demeaning way it just it creates good camaraderie sure, yeah it's and com competition i gotta get this helmet off oh my, my head. goodness so like yeah. it was like weak contact or what swing yeah. and miss and yeah. they got the pink helmet well Trent's son happened to get the pink <laughs> <laughs> and he did not like it. Yeah. He, I, no. he, Coach Steely, Coach Steely. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, teammates, they're ribbing. Yeah. But, but I think, I think that looking back, that's a story he'll always tell. So that, that's and, a, that, and laugh about. That's a great recruiting story in itself. Oh. Because that was an undersized skill set of kid that yeah. turned out to be a hell of a college baseball yes. player. And it's had a great career along the way. In my opinion, you know, probably yours too, is that somebody like that deserves an opportunity in pro yep. ball. So some of these guys that are getting opportunities really don't deserve them. Well, and I think another thing not to be missed, again, this goes back to the, to the recruiting piece of you also value kids that come from winning programs. Mm hmm uh, especially, you know, we're trying to build a program that is competing at the highest level. And we want to win and we want to be successful and sustain that. Well, winning is learned, in my opinion. So, well, how do you get more winning attributes? Quick is get guys that know what winning looks like. Um, go get, get go go find players that play in winning programs and are around winning um, people and play for really good coaches. That's uh, that's always a big piece of it. And so um, that was a big part of Tabor's story is. He uh, already had the skill set. Yeah, he quote unquote got overlooked yeah. because of his height. But you watch the kid play, and he he helped us win a lot of games so at Gardner Webb. Tabor stayed with us when he played with the uh, Mooresville Club here. Yeah, so, and he was a great influence to my son. Yeah, because, well, again, it goes back to people. Yeah, right. it goes back to family. Goes back to his upbringing. Yeah. It goes back to what's in his insides, yeah. as my dad says, you know, yeah. what's his insides like? Um, yeah. And that's a great example. You know, he's at 11 o'clock at night. He's in he's in the garage lifting. Oh, yeah. You know, and like, Dylan, you see this? Yeah. You understand what it takes to 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 get to that? Yeah. So it was uh, it was uh, it was it was good for our family to have somebody. And obviously, they're a great family. So, um, well, we're going to close real quick with uh, UDACF. We have our uh, our home plate gala yep. that you've been to. And yes, uh, great time. It's a great, awesome night. It's a great night with with baseball people from all levels. Um, we got a really special group this year that we're honoring, and it's uh, it's Dusty Wathen. Mm -hmm. We got the spirit of the game. He's been his, his lifetime in the game. His father played in the big leagues, and just like your family and my family, we grew up in the game. He just happened to grow up in you know on the big league side. But one of the special people been a big part of our foundation since we started. Yeah. Um, Tommy Viola. Yes. The Knights. And we love this award. It's called the guardian of the game. And okay. he has preserved the history of Charlotte baseball single-handedly out there. I mean, he's put up, you know, a little, little hall of fame museum plaques. Tommy's out there. Francis Crockett's out there. Uh, you see the flags when you go, you know, down there, he's, you know, and he's, he's, He's engaged, man. Yeah. He's engaged he in does Charlotte really baseball. I mean, he does a great job. Uh, does a great job of the media. So that, and then we have Anna Kimball. And she is the trailblazer. So Anna has won gold medals on the USA national team. And I saw Anna catch in Fort Mill when she was 13. And then she was a, the starting catcher for the, the high school team. She was good. How right? about that? She was good. And I was from a distance. I couldn't tell the, you know, the features or anything like that from a distance. I'm like, wow, look at that. That looks pretty good. How old is that? It's like it's 12, 13 years old. I'm like, dude. And then somebody goes, that's a girl. Yeah. I'm like, that's a girl. You know, but she's a big part of USA baseball. She's uh, she's she's involved with 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 girls in the game. And it's a big part of what we do with USA baseball, obviously, you know, creating more interest on that level. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's going to be it's going to be another yeah. good night. No, I, didn't, I mean, because uh, last year we had what? Shilp. Yeah. Mike yeah. Shilp. And, and yeah, we, we've had some great, great people. Grady Little. Way, you know, Grady Little, Mike Shilp, Tom Walter, Tom Walter, you know, yeah. Landon Powell. It's got a tremendous yeah. story. Jack Leggett. Yep. Uh, Chris Singleton. You know, his mom was a pastor, the Charleston yes. Church, uh, yes. the massacre down there. And Chris had a good, a good run and was drafted. Yep. Um, but uh, he's running all over the country now. Oh, yeah, I've, I've, I've followed he's it around. A tremendous human being, tremendous human being. I remember the moms lining up that night, just wanting to hug the kid. Yeah, uh, it was uh, it was an emotional, it was an emotional night. So, but it's a lot of fun and uh, good kill, food, good food, and kill a lot of brain cells, <laughs> kill a lot of brain cells, a lot of laughs. You know, there's a whole, there's a whole, there's a whole gala after the gala down at the, yeah, it's uh, you know, no golden you know, fungo and, handed and, and out you know, this year. You know, everybody shows up all beautiful and dressed up. And then you see him at breakfast the next morning. You're like, you're a troll. 
you are not <laughs> it is not good so but go to uh uh www. do i always have to say that what is that mean i'm old when you go www <laughs> yeah it is actually all right go to udacf udacf.org tickets are on there we love to have it sponsors. is a great event it's a great event thank you and uh you know we, we're always looking for sponsors you can sponsor a table the high school table the usa table the uh there's just a lot of different opportunities yeah. to donate. And what we do with the money is we provide opportunity for kids that can't afford to stay in the game. Yeah. Um, and not only that, we've it's 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 grown from there in terms of um, helping families just survive. Yeah. You know, different things that they needed. We've turned on heat. We've paid rent. We've done clothes. We've done equipment. We've done scholarships for schools. We've done books. We've done we've done a lot of different things. It really originally just started just to make sure the kids would stay in the game. Yeah. And I and and, and I'm this is what. Andrew's proud of, Sue's proud of, my wife's proud of, my family, everybody's proud of is that no kid ever came to CBC and got booted out of the way because they couldn't afford to play. Yeah. And that was before we had the foundation. We were taking hits of a lot of money, but it, nobody ever walked away from here because, you know, they they didn't have the money to do it or the resources to do it. We always found a way. Yeah. So it's a good night. Love to have everybody out there. It's it's a lot of good baseball people from big league all the way oh, yeah. down to parents that uh, that the kids are involved. So it really um, is. It really know, is. Udacf.org. Check it out. And uh, Ross, man, thank you, man. No, appreciate. Love it. watching everything going out there, and uh, I'm sure we'll do this again. Absolutely. Somewhere Anytime. along the way. Anytime. And, uh, appreciate the candor. Yes, sir. as well. Thank you, man. All right, man. Yep. And one tool, you're fired. No, <laughs> you got one tool. You're rehired. You're rehired. You're rehired. All right. See you later. Yeah. Peace out.